millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today's program is brought to you by Rolling Press, a family-run, eco-friendly printing company. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Deadspin.com, and my guest today is Blair Koenig. Hi, Blair. Hello. Blair is a writer and humorist who created the blog STFU Parents in 2009. Her book, STFU Parents, The Jaw-Dropping, Self-Indulgent, and Occasionally Rage-Inducing World of Parent Overshare, was published in 2013, and she now writes a weekly column for mommyish.com. So we are going to bond today about parenting messages as yes. you might imagine, and also maybe about the fact that we both have insanely long book titles. <laughs> yes. I forget it all the time. <laughs> Trying to write it out every time I have to give someone a bio is like, why did I do this? So Same thing. Yeah, totally. So anyway, for all the aspiring authors out there, pick your book title yeah, wisely. Choose wisely. There's, there's our big advice for today. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot of we have a lot of poop to talk about, I think. A whole lot of poop. Uh, a whole lot of poop. And um I actually thought that because Blair writes particularly or pr- primarily about moms and mommying and kind of the mommy world of oversharing um that we would devote some of the time today to actually talking about dad messes and oversharing and give the dads a little bit um, give of, them the credit they're, of that they deserve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give the dads a little bit of love. Um, and I wanted to do that for two reasons. The first is that I primarily write for men because I write for deadsmith.com. <clears throat> and um, so a lot, most of my questions come from men. And now most of my parenting mess questions come from men. And they're really mm-hmm. good questions. Um, and they're usually very funny. Yeah, which, dads are fascinated with um, bodily fluids. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. And grossed out. Of uh, and grossed out. Um, and then the other thing is that I have I've long wanted to have a cleaning column specifically for parents, and even more specifically for dads. Yeah. And I just can't quite find the right home for it. So we're just going to use the podcast. That's as, a great idea. <laughs> my, Let's talk about my, it. My excuse to work out my interest <laughs> in dads and their cleaning messes. Um, so, but before we talk about the dads, Blair is going to regale us with one of the more horrifying <laughs> things I've heard in a long time. Yeah, well, because it struck home right. with me as I, like a thing I just didn't think so much about. Yeah, um, but so I should also say every day all the time yeah so i should also say i'm not a parent 
Blair, you're not a parent. No, not yet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pro parent. Sure. I'm very sympathetic to the plight of parents. Definitely. Um, I feel the same way. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, there are some parents out there who are maybe not as sympathetic. That's to. true. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the parent. It depends on the attitude. Yes. Your actions and your attitude can convey a lot. Right. About and, the kind of parent you are. And I think that there's this huge tension between not forgetting that you're still a citizen of the world when you become a parent. And also just the fact that parenting is so hard. And, yes. and you know, I, I think well, a lot of parents let's, are- let's have Blair read this, this tariff, this thing that terrified me so much. And then, and then we'll talk about sort of where that line comes in between negotiating, being a citizen of the world and being a beleaguered, overly exhausted parent who's got to wrangle this tiny human life. Yes. Well, so I get a lot of complaints about, um, you know, public spaces and how people use public spaces, how parents use public spaces, and specifically airplanes. Is that (laughs) that something that rings a bell for some people? Basically, to me, the airplane thing is compounded by the fact that you're so trapped in the airplane. Well, and I think a lot of people have the same complaints about airplanes these days that are, you know, the airplanes are accommodating for more people and there's less room for your legs. There's less room for lots of things. Right. There's less room for a large changing table in a restroom. Right. And that (laughs) leaves also these days parents fly a lot more with their kids, you know, and I didn't get on a plane until I was a little older. And, um, I think nowadays, you know, a lot of parents, it's like a point of pride to kind of take your baby or your toddler, get them used to flying. But then what happens when your child has to use the bathroom or has a dirty diaper? Right. Things go awry. Yes. And I have heard horror stories from a lot of people who have seen, you know, they're just like their next door neighbor, their seatmate. Um will suddenly start changing their baby right on their lap or in the middle seat in between them or like right across the aisle. And sometimes you don't realize it until you smell the foul odor. And then you're like, what is, oh no, you know? And so the worst of it is that all the flight attendants that read my site, they all confirm this to be completely true. And they have said, uh, one comment from one flight attendant says, scarily enough, (laughs) (laughs) i'm a flight attendant and in the safety briefing we are required to offer to parents flying with children i always add there is a change table in the rear bathroom please ensure you change your baby in there and not on the seat i had one lady then reply you don't have children do you i've been handed dirty diapers while walking through the cabin and it's gross i don't care if it's just a pee diaper please go into the bathroom And then this is the worst of it. People eat at their seats and they don't always get sanitized and wiped down between each flight. Mm. I've also heard a lot of sad, sad stories about aside from the the trays and the uh, the the behind the seat uh, flap, you know, people put their dirty diapers in there. Oh, God. Oh, and I just have to wonder how disgusting is that really? Because the parents tend to claim, number one, the root cause of this is there's not enough room to change my baby. So screw everybody else. You know, this is not my problem is basically what they're saying. It is their problem, but this is their solution. And I've, I've also heard from a lot of parents who have said that's completely ludicrous. It's actually easier to change the baby in the bathroom. I don't know what these parents are talking about. I also I'm wondering how the parents are washing their hands after changing this poopy diaper. Oh, on- Jolie, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I really had. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess 
they're probably okay let's let's live in a fantasy world now for the re- from from today until the rest of time we're gonna live <laughs> in fantasy worlds in which every parent is purelling themselves after changing sure. a diaper we'll pretend that that's happening if they can't get to a sink which they're not doing but we're gonna pretend because <laughs> uh, i have to sleep at night <laughs> so i think here's the thing i feel like this well there are two things to discuss first of all how gross is this yes. and then kind of the 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 socialization aspect of it like the pee so, versus the poop some parents are like it's just a pee diaper no one even knew the difference but is there a difference between changing your child's pee diaper in an enclosed I mean, there's, cabin there's 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 a difference there's a difference between urine and fecal matter for sure for sure um i not a, not a huge huge amount though and that you know people are like oh urine is sterile urine is only sterile when, when it's it in you know, when the it body. exits the body it's not it's not sterile anymore um and i mean i i get the i get the notion i'm not i don't agree with it but i get the notion of like a wrapped up pee diaper it, you know it's sealed up you, you're not gonna nothing's really gonna leak out of a pee diaper um but i still don't think you should ever hand a dirty diaper to a stranger and expect them yeah. to clean up after you. I think or that's a bad stranger citizenship. Who, who is supposed to be passing out food and drinks to right. people. Right. Well, I mean, the <laughs> thing is, is that, I mean, in, in a little bit of fairness, usually what they do on an airplane when they're coming around to collect trash yes. is that they're holding a bag open and they put the trash and in. they're wearing gloves. Uh-huh. So even if they have to reach for something, you know, the, yeah, the flight attendant hopefully won't actually have to touch Good it. Point. Um, but I still think I still, I still think it's just a rude thing to hand a stranger yes. your child's soiled <laughs> diaper, um, and it makes you feel gross. You know, just if you see somebody doing it, it makes you that feel... that would make me feel very gross. It makes yeah. me feel gross just talking about it with you right now. <laughs> um, the the thing, actually, the part I really object to surprise this might surprise you is I really object to putting it in the seat pocket i know um the thing is about the tray table is that, okay all, here's another thing from now on that we're all going to do is we are all going to carry a little thing of moist wipes onto airplanes and we're going to wipe our tray tables down i think it's a good idea i'm going to always do this from now on i <laughs> i don't know that i ever really thought about it before but i'm certainly doing it from now on yeah and i'm not i'm not i've talked about this before on the podcast that i'm not actually a germaphobe mm-hmm. um but i feel like that's I feel like that's just like a nor- like washing yeah. your hands after you get off the subway kind of behavior. Like wiping down the tray table seems right. Mm-hmm. But you can't, I mean, yeah, you could use your moist wipe to wipe the back pocket, but who's going to think to do that? I really object to that. Yeah, I think it's really, it's wrong to um, put it right up against some kind of fabric. Yes, that's a, and that's exactly why, because it's fabric. Yeah, um, it's going to absorb whatever that is right. in some way. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the thing though is that I, I am sympathetic to the notion that the changing table on an airplane isn't big enough. I get that. Totally. I can't imagine, however, that the tray table is any bigger or better. That's a really small... Right. Like, my laptop barely fits on yeah. a tray table. Much less, a, like, a 20-pound... Baby. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a baby is bigger than my laptop. So, mm-hmm. Or um, I think that they also use it just for, like, if they're changing their baby on the seat, then they put the diaper on the tray. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. That could also... That makes sense. Yeah. That, okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the biggest thing, however, that I, that I find... Tr- so, I mean, look, I feel for the parents. I do feel like parents are in a, in between a rock and a hard place on an airplane. I mean, it's keeping tough. a kid occupied, their ears hurt, they've got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, people are, and people are rude to parents yes. who are traveling with children. On the other hand, 
parents traveling with children are also often rude to other people. And I do think that changing your kid's dirty diaper next to a stranger and then handing it off to another stranger is pretty is pretty rude behavior. Yeah, you're definitely giving parenting a bad name if you're the one person who does that in a plane. It still reflects on like all of parenting right. in a way. You can't help but sort of it's like you're triggered if you see a parent with a baby. Oh, if you remember the last time that you were on a flight and somebody did that, right? You can't help but sort of it's bad. It's it's like a chicken and egg kind of yeah. Thing. And then Who's I mean, the, and the issue is like I think actually the issue is a little bit less about the about germs and more really about the smell that you are in such an enclosed space um it's you know it's tremendously uncomfortable to fly yes and to add you know poop smell right like we're all uncomfortable in the same ways and i think for parents they just think well i'm more uncomfortable i have more stuff to carry i have this child i I mean i want i just like really want to reiterate i'm so sympathetic to that i'm i mean you can't see my face right now because it's a podcast but like i'm really (laughs) cringing because i i can't find i can't find the right place for this in in the way that i feel and that i don't want to be judgmental i want to be very understanding but I want to be understanding of everybody, the parents and the non-parents. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't seem to be a way to reconcile this. Right. There seems to be no happy medium. Like if all the airlines had the proper uh, size bathroom with a changing table that was that would accommodate a child, then I feel like at that point, if a parent changed their baby on a seat, then you would sort of know who to point the finger at. Right. But right now, it's sort of like you're pointing the finger really at the airlines and then the action that the parent is taking as a result of those decisions. Right. Anyway, I don't know. It's horrible. I, it's, it, it's impossible. We're never going to solve this issue. It extends issue. to um, other public spaces, which we may get to. Yes, yeah. it does. Um, it does. Before we get to that, I, while we're while we're on this on the subject of of poop, um, and and in order for us to seg a little bit into talking a little more about dads, um, yesterday I I did a very brief and informal survey of the dads of Deadspin, um, and I, I would say the kid the kids range in age. Um, from, you know, like, it, to- I don't think anyone has an infant anymore, but like toddler mm-hmm. age up to around like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty interesting mix. So the one, so I was like, what are the top like one to three kid messes that you dread cleaning up? And the first one, I just like the way that uh, one of my editors stated this. He was like, well, I think diaper based calamities. <laughs> And yakin based calamities. <laughs> yes. So, and he, you know, he has younger kids, so uh-huh. that would be sort of his thing. Um, all the barf, and all then, the poop. And then one who, one of my editors who has um, a son who's probably hit, hitting just about just about middle school age, not not quite up at like you have to worry about the socks. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean towels. when I say that. Um, uh, but he he said his his son's room. That he went in the other day to just do some like light cleaning up and found just an old half-eaten banana. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, that sounds really terrifying. Uh, yeah, that's almost um, worse than just keeping it in a car. And then, oddly enough, he, uh, this was a total surprise for me. The one that they had the most to say about, and this is a quote, were fucking Legos. Yeah. They went ham on legos and it was so funny so th- these are a couple of choice quotes from the from the dads of deadspin about legos yes fuck legos <laughs> satan's toy <laughs> legos are this is another one legos are just analog minecraft that can hurt your foot <laughs> 
that's true another added uh, this was amazing it's i mean it's great working with writers because they're you know yeah creative and come up with clever things to say to me um one of them said i'd rather walk through a fire pit than a lego filled pit of equal size i think i would too ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I, I remember. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Um, and then the, the last. <laughs> last quote was a suggestion which was the quickest way to make the quality of first world life better way better than world peace would (laughs) would be for hundreds of kids to have near-death choking episodes all at once (laughs) none dead mind you and force us to deal with the lego menace (laughs) yeah it's a menace that plagues us all it is so um on that note what the uh the dads of deadspin had to say about legos we're going to take a quick break and i'm going to come back with blair koenig and we are going to take a reader question from a real dad uh i'm jolie care this is ask a clean person the podcast And the break song here is called Poofy Leather by Vessa. Brought to you by Rolling Press. Rolling Press is a family-run digital and offset print house that brings together eco-friendly methods, ethical practices, and personalized service. Using environmentally responsible papers, non-toxic inks, and wind power, Rolling Press represents the harmony of traditional craftsmanship and mindful sustainability. Rolling Press offers advice on reducing paper waste and energy consumption, helping you save money and minimize your carbon footprint. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. Hey, this is Jolie Care. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. My guest today is Blair Koenig of STFU Parents. And we are are talking about parenting messes, lots of poop, lots of pain from those Legos. Um, And so we are, as promised, going to seg a little more into the dad talk. Um, So I love getting the dad questions, as I call them. Um, I think for a, for a couple of reasons. One, I really enjoy writing about cleaning for men. It's been mm-hmm. um, it's been just a total trip for me, and um, <laughs> it's necessary. It's it's necessary, um, but it's necessary it for a for a reason that people don't often think of. So I always people are always like, "Oh, men are such." pigs they need to be taught how to clean well no they're actually no they're no piggier than women are yeah um but the second part is what's true they do need to be taught to, to clean because they're not socialized in the way that women are right um and that's not their fault 
Well, I mean, it is, it's the patriarchy's fault. So yeah, actually it is their fault. <laughs> um, it's completely their fault. It's completely their fault. Um, I'm glad that we've solved feminism. Do you today. think that men don't clean as well as women do? I think they don't clean as well just because they haven't been taught. I mm-hmm. think it's a socialization thing. And it could extend to dads and moms too, for yes. sure. And I absolutely, I absolutely 100% do think it extends to dads and moms. And actually, um, we, because we have so much to talk about today, we're only going to get to one reader question, but I had picked, I picked out another one. Um, that I really like that I'll just paraphrase. Um, but I think, yeah, speaks to kind of the, the, the lack of socialization. Maybe that's, that sounds too harsh and I don't mean to be that <laughs> harsh about it, but, um, a dad wrote to me, they, he and his wife were expecting their second child. Um, he, after they had their first child, after their first child outgrew the car seat, mm. he took the car seat, he bagged it up in a plastic, like a big industrial plastic, um, garbage bag because they live in Florida and he wanted to keep bugs out and he stored it in the garage. Mm. What he didn't realize and he added Which is a cool place. Yeah, well, except not in Florida maybe. Yeah, maybe not in Florida. Um, so what when what he and he he admitted this in the email. He was like, "I grew up in the Midwest and I didn't think about the humidity level and yeah. heat level um, and actually, it's more the humidity level in the garage when I put it out there." So fast forward, you know, a couple of years my wife is expecting again we go to get the car seat out of storage and it's covered in mold. And he was like, I just want, I'm surprised that it's still in the, uh, in the regulations because it seems like every four months you have to replace your car seat. Yes. That's another thing too, which maybe, which maybe he hadn't looked into also like, again, that may be just something that kind of like, is a blind spot mm-hmm. for for dads um, because <laughs> exactly. well, and, not, and just because they're not bombarded with the same messages and yes. paranoia. They're not and, getting emails every day, and they're not being shamed by their friends and loved ones at baby shower. Oh, how you're not going to breastfeed? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, God, not even going to breastfeed. No, That's you're right. Maybe he didn't even think that. about that aspect of it. So you know, he emailed me and he was like, "Look, if the if you if you say." Because I will say my readers put in a tremendous amount of trust in me, which is so hugely flattering. Um, well, you're the official uh, clean person. I'm an official clean person. I'm the clean person of Deadspin. Yeah. Uh, and the world. <laughs> and the war in the world. Um, so he was like, listen, if you say I should get rid of it, I will get rid of it. Um, he was like, it just like hurts my heart to throw out this $250 item if there's a way it could be saved. And what I said to him was, unfortunately, in this case... You got to pitch it. And, yeah. the, and the reason is that, yeah, maybe we could clean it and, you know, you blast it with Lysol and so on and so forth. But anything that we're going to use to clean it is going to be not great for babies. Totally. And God forbid not everything gets eliminated. You know, your baby's just a sitting child, in a child's respiratory system in particular and their skin and, you know, bone, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is so much more sensitive than ours that you don't want them breathing in mold spores. So mm-hmm. I, I told him he had to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I and wonder he if was, a woman would have even asked that question. And, and I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think probably would have just been like, nope, not taking the risk. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was really nice. He wrote, but he wrote back and he was like, I kind of figured. Yeah. And he was like, I do feel at least a little bit better about being out the $250 because you gave a very definitive yeah. answer that like you give him the a okay yeah Go i gave him the okay spend more money yeah spend more money. <laughs> exactly it's true though you're you're right it's probably all for the best yeah so um the other thing about the dads and this isn't to say that that the the moms aren't like this too um but the dads really have a, a very good sense of humor mm-hmm. both about themselves and just about sort of the ridiculata of parenting and yes. i think that that also is part of the socialization aspect 
um, that I think mothers are just judged so harshly that it becomes you lose your sense of humor a little bit. Yeah, and and if and God forbid you joke and someone Reports, takes yeah. takes it <laughs> takes it seriously sure. and they yell at you. So it's just um, you know I think that I think that women cause other women to sort of live in a, in a perpetual state of like clenched fists and pursed lips of like mm-hmm. fear of being judged. Where or dads are just kind of hanging out and throwing their babies around in the pool. A little more permissible. And, yeah, yeah. For dads. Like I have this, I have this one friend on Facebook who every summer posts these like insane pictures of him throwing his daughters around in the pool. Yeah. Like, really, really, really high. I know. They look and so even fun. And just like, in, it looks so fun, but also like, <laughs> terrifying. I mean, I'm scared of everything. So I think the same thing. I, I see, see it. it all I'm like, time. how can that be allowed? That looks so dangerous. Oh my <laughs> see, God. If a woman posted that, I feel right. like she would be killed on Facebook. I think that women should start getting into baby throwing in pools more. I, I agree. That's a summer tip. Resolved. <laughs> <laughs> Resolved. We're all going to wipe down our airline tray tables. And we're going to throw children start in pools. throwing children around <laughs> in large bodies of water. Just make sure they're wearing their water wings. Yeah. Safety Let's first. Safe. Safety first. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, okay. So I think this is actually a great lead into a very, very funny question I got from a brand new dad who also, for any dads and moms out there who are listening and thinking about sending me a question, this guy included a photo of his very cute baby. Oh. And I loved that. He's a proud dad. He's a very proud dad. And I love seeing the photo. I won't run them without permission. Yeah. I, you know, I won't forward them around and so on because I respect people's privacy. Um, but it was, it's always really nice. And also, I also, love when dog owners include pictures so just a tip for those of you who are going to email me you Joel- can include like three if you have a dog yeah jo- <laughs> jolie at deadspin.com is the email address to send things to um so it pictures but no don't 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 send like dick pics no i should say that <laughs> or, or dog dick pics yeah no <laughs> <laughs> please don't send this wow <laughs> I, my mind didn't even go there blair i'm impressed <laughs> What can I say? Um, all right, so let's have you read this question. All right. Uh, let's see. It's from Reader Mike. Okay, Mike. And poor Reader Mike. Okay, so Mike has to say, our gorgeous two-and-a-half-week-old daughter, in between time spent sleeping and making ridiculously cute faces, has a habit of projectile pooping anytime she gets a chance. I love how he says that, like, she's yearning for it. Yeah. <laughs> Often in the three-second period between removal of an, an old diaper and placement of a new one. Yes. Children to- are amazing at that. Of course. And, I mean, a boy would be po- peeing all over you. Yes. Uh, what's our best bet for cleaning it from, A, washing <laughs> machine washable items, I've been spraying some shout and throwing some OxyClean in, and... Two, although he could have said B, for things that <laughs> need to be spot cleaned, like the nylonish sides of her pack and plate changing area, yeah. which I have seen some horrific examples of that. Yes. Especially if a kid ends up, you know, as they get a little bit older, the jumping when they're jumping. Yeah. And, the little, and, and, and they have then, a blowout. Oh, my God. Or a leak. Yeah. I, I have the same question for you, Jolie. Because okay. I, it's terrifying to me. Yeah. Okay. So actually, so the, the, the laundry one is... Um, it's pretty easy. Um, the Shout is a good product. Um, actually, Zout, Z-O-U-T, mm. um, is a particularly good uh, stain remover. It's enzymatic-based, and that's really what you're going to want for poop and urine, barf. I, so this is like my, my standard line that I say to everybody. 
is that with a protein stain, you want to treat it with an enzymatic cleaner. And a good way to know if it's a protein stain or a good rule of thumb is if it comes out of you, it's a protein stain. So, yeah. Very good rule And that of includes thumb. more adult... I'll never forget that. More adult substances, <laughs> uh, like the ones that you use to make a baby. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, enzymatic. So, Zout is a very good one. There are lots of really... Resolve. Um, lots of really good um, enzymatic laundry pretreatments on the market. So that's what I would tell him to do. Another that's a relief. Yeah. Another, We're not in the 19th century. Another really good one. So he mentioned OxyClean, which is a great product. That's a, what's known as a laundry booster. Um, OxyClean is an oxygenated bleach, which mm-hmm. is different from a chlorine bleach. Color safe. It works differently. Um, that's a really good one. Another really good laundry booster to know about, particularly for baby clothes, particularly for poop, is Borax. Mm, and here I have to give a shout out to my mom. who, when I first started writing Ask a Clean Person, sent me a very huffy email asking why I had not mentioned borax (laughs) and said, that's what I used to use to keep all of your little baby clothes free of poop stains. So now you have to mention it. So there you go. So there was a time in my life where I... honor tradition. Yeah. There was a time (laughs) in my life where my my clothes were poop stained too because I was a baby. Um, So anyway, so borax is another great one. So the pack and play one actually and, you know, the changing table and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And can this also extend with the nylon and everything to a car seat as well yes okay what yeah. you're gonna say okay. so this is actually i love this answer because it's something that every parent will already have on hand baby wipes oh yeah use the baby wipes to clean the pack and play mm-hmm. um to clean the car yeah the car seat exactly i mean if it's a, if it gets on the fabric and there's a stain um you know you can use one of those like laundry pretreatment stains and just kind of tamp down on it with a damp um towel mm-hmm. to sort of like work the the stain remover in and then pull it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, baby wipes. Those are a great thing for, you know, especially like hard plastic sides or the that kind of like loose plastic, mm. like the pa- changing pad. Uh-huh, yeah, the pad um, and the mat. Yeah, the pad and the mat. Those will just wipe down really easily using the baby wipe and you have it on hand. So the reason that I like to tell people to use it is just because it's, it's handy. It's right there. Um, if you see it, it, if, if you get to it when it happens, it's going to be easier to remove than if it's dried, mm-hmm. which I'm, I hate to say that. It's so <laughs> gross. But it's, but it's true. And the thing yeah. is that, that pa- parents, I mean, especially the new parents who are so sleep deprived and just, you know, out of their minds trying to figure out what they're doing. Right. And, and just how to clean it the most effectively, yeah. the most, they the, may the not fastest. even, they may not even notice that it, that it happened. They may not have, they may not have noticed till like two days after that there was like a, you know, a skid mark on the changing table right, or, so, or on the couch or. So if it's ugh. older, if it's older and it's dried up a little bit, um, just a sponge or, or like washcloth, a small rag or towel, um, soaked in hot water and wrung out and pressed down. This is going to be a little gross, but it's going to, it's going to loosen it up. It's because it's dried. So, and then you can wipe it away. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just about lunchtime. (laughs) It's just about lunchtime. It is also just about time to go, which I'm so sad about because I feel like we could be here for another three hours. hours. I've I've also gotten submissions about um, projectile poop landing on the wall. So there's lots more to cover. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have you bat like the walls (laughs) in poop. So I'm going to have Blair Koenig back. Uh, one of these days <laughs> to talk about more parenting messes. Blair, thank you so much for being here. This was really, Thanks really for the education. fun. Absolutely. And I'm Julie Kerr. Thank you all for listening to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. 
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.